Good morning, it's Lula Manderson once again from the Sneeman podcast. And yeah, we at it again, we're back again. And um, yeah, today we're going to discuss something very sensitive, something that uh, I would say is a controversial topic, uh, you know, the topic of immigration. But uh, before we get into that, um, I'd like to apologize for yesterday. I couldn't upload an episode. It was a really, really crazy day. So, but today, fortunately for you, I'll be uploading two episodes. So, you know, I can give you that bit of dose of that good Sneeman uh, kind of drug. You know what I mean? So, yeah, a lot of people might be wondering what does Sneeman stand for? So, basically, in Soweto, Sneeman means like the person that sells drugs <laughs> so <laughs> basically i'm your i'm your plug man i'm your uh, drug dealer uh, you know so you came to the right place you came to the right place for a daily dose of that you know good stuff but in afrikaans uh, which is the dutch language it basically means kata so but you know since we are so good at languages, uh, we use them in... Sneeman is never really used in the hood, you know. It it basically means drug dealer. So for who, the people who are wondering what it means, that's what it means, okay? So uh, yesterday was a crazy day. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It was a crazy day, uh, heritage day. So in South Africa, we have 11 languages, so you can choose like uh, any of the cultures from you know all those languages what you want to wear you, you it's either your venda your zulu your tsonga your tswana uh, you know anything so it was a really nice day very colorful colors uh, i'll upload uh, the pictures in my thumbnail even though it might not you know correlate with what i'm talking about in fact you know you know what i can't do that <laughs> i have to post a picture uh, of the migrants immigrants rather they call them migrants which is really crazy so the whole topic of immigrants in every country is like a controversial topic because some people do want migrants in their country like this they think that the migrants will actually have a positive impact on the things that are happening for example if you have immigrants in a country if they come in you'll actually have a chance at people who can actually do the jobs that the locals don't want to do. For example, in England, there was a point that they had a, an immigration problem. By an immigration problem, I mean they wanted more immigrants to come in there. I remember seeing an advert uh, when I was in grade 12, which was in 2008. Okay, don't estimate my age, please. <laughs> I'm not extremely old, but like I'm moderately old, I think. So... Basically, what happened was they wanted more immigrants to come in there. So an advert, they said, ah, immigrants are welcome. You need, you need to come in. Because, like, the people there in England, they couldn't do the odd jobs. Like, you know, stupid jobs like walking the dog, uh, being maids. Uh, okay, they were doing so well that they needed other people to come into the country and do the, the jobs that the locals they didn't want to do. So... At the end of the day, for them, immigration was good at that point. But some people would say, no, immigration is not good. You know, people will come in, they'll ruin the culture. They're not doing things the English way. Who are the English, as a matter of fact, who are the English? Because, okay, let's take it back. 
colonized countries, right? Because most of the countries in Africa, I would say they never retain their cultural essence because of the invasion. Because now in South Africa, most of us, we don't follow our cultures like that. Not like before. Because the worst thing of all is that uh, when you try to practice your culture, it's kind of illegal in a way. Because in South Africa, we have, we have witch doctors. So the witch doctors need to get a license. They need to be approved. Because you cannot really certify or affirm or confirm that the things that they are doing, they're actually legal. Because like, they will be doing things that even doctors, don't need, they don't even know about. You see? And the funny thing is that when uh, white people came to Africa, right, the first thing they noticed is that the people were really healthy. So we could say that in a way that uh, our witch doctors, to some level, they are really helpful. But obviously, doctors, there are same things that they can do that the witch doctors can, cannot do. Like, for example, operating on you and all of that. So what happens at the end of the day is that our culture has been changed in a way because we are somehow uh, following an English culture. Uh, white weddings, uh, we call it a white wedding because we have our own traditional wedding. So basically, when you get married, you have a white wedding and also a traditional wedding. So it's two weddings. So our culture has changed in a way. So when they say they don't want any immigration in other countries like uh, Europe, in America, you know, their culture is not different. And, you know, maybe if an Afghan or a person from Iraq, Iran or Haiti or even Mexico, they go into America, they say, ah, they'll change our culture. You know, we don't need that kind of diversity. But already the, the world has changed. And each country, you cannot really maintain, uh, you know, a cultural way of living because cultures change all the time. Why is it that back then it was allowed or it was uh, deemed normal to have a, a, actually a different culture when people immigrated into your area? And people never really frowned on it. They wouldn't say, oh, no, you, you ruin our culture and all of that. Okay, I don't, I'm not really sure if that actually happened, but I'm assuming they didn't really have you know, uh, outrage over it. So, but now, if a person immigrates to another country, they'll say, oh, you're not really English, This the English way and all of that. What is the English way? So, should we maintain the English way that people were living like for over a hundred years? Because cultures change. As soon as people, their thoughts change, also the culture will change. As soon as they see, oh man, we mustn't do this kind of thing, the culture will change as well. So now you cannot really say, no, we don't want immigration and all of that. Immigration is quite natural. So we are going to talk about uh, the Haitian immigration problem. Because you know what's the funny thing is that in America right now, there, there were a lot of immigrants coming in from Haiti. And those immigrants, they know like, America is the best place to go. Like, it has all the resources. It can provide them with protection. They can get what they really need. But guess what happened? <laughs> they ship them back to Haiti. Like, not ship them back, rather. They uh, got aeroplanes to take, take them back. Like, eight aeroplanes a day were taking the Haitians back. I mean, at, the, at Texas, right? They were like, at the bridge there, I'm sure you, you saw the footage, there were like 14,000 Haitian immigrants 
Okay, they call them migrants. <laughs> I wonder why. Why? They migrated. Like, they're just immigrants. They're just looking for sanctuary. They're just looking for protection. I mean, in Haiti, it's pretty messed up there. So they're looking for someone who can really protect them, uh, offer them shelter. And America has more than enough money or resources to help these people. So what happens at the end of the day? They take them back. And, you know, some of the images, when you see them, it's like naked babies, uh, the people on horseback whipping N-words. <laughs> I don't want to say, you know, the N-word. They're whipping those kids. Like, okay, not the kids, but rather the parents. I'm like, okay, this kind of looks like slavery. <laughs> like, you know, the, the slave would run away. And, you know, the, the police back then, the, the police were actually slave catchers. So they would actually go in and whip, whip the slaves and take them back to their master. Like, I was like, wow, man. Like, <laughs> if, you know, uh, your ancestors were slaves and they were actually describing this, I can only imagine how traumatic it is for you to actually see that happening all over again. I'm like, why do they have to use whips? Like, couldn't they use, like, and on horseback? I mean, really, horseback with a whip? <laughs> like, that's, that just triggers a lot of people. So... That's what's happening. and But the good thing about it is that some immigrants, uh, they actually took them inside the country because they actually said that, yeah, you know, you can come as an immigrant, but you need to do it the legal way because some of them were seeking asylum. Asylum. Okay. I'm not even pronouncing that right. So I'll avoid that word. <laughs> Sorry for that. So they're seeking refuge. So... What would really happen is that some of them would get into the country with, uh, you know, legal paperwork and then they'll process them and they'll get inside the country. But the funny thing is that they don't even have stats on how many. What if it's just a hundred immigrants? Like, <laughs> we'll say, oh man, the government is actually doing something. Out of 1,400 people and they're only having like a hundred of them coming into the country. And if, let's take for an example, they get some quotes from those people saying, oh my God, like my, my child, um, my wife was pregnant, so my child wouldn't find a good place to, uh, you know, to be born in. Oh my God, thank you for, for letting us come in. So now you think, oh my God, they're helping all these immigrants, but are they really? How many of them, they, they, they turn back? I mean, if, I mean, eight aeroplanes a day, Eight airplanes in a, in a day that are going back to Haiti with people. How many people went back and how many days did it happen? They don't even mention that. So, but the actually good thing is that they're taking some of them inside the country. Uh, just appreciate whatever they're doing because, you know, the government can do everything. Like, you don't expect them to do everything. And Joe Biden actually signed off on this because when he came into the presidency, he actually said, oh, migrants, oh, you're more than welcome. You can come into the country. You can do whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, we'll actually welcome you. But now he's like sending men on horseback and whipping people. And you're like, what? Dude, like you said, immigration is fine. <laughs> he even overturned the, the immigration policies of Trump, like the whole um, Muslim country ban. He actually turned it around and said, ah, oh, you know, it's fine. You know, Muslims can actually come into the country. So those immigrants uh, from Haiti, they actually thought, oh, okay, if he did this, it means he'll actually welcome us. But nah, man, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. And, and, as, and as, as I said, no? 
I'm actually actually going to talk about this a lot, you know, the whole Biden and administration thing, but I don't want to get into it right now because, oh my God, there's a lot to talk about. Um, but uh, state your opinions. Do you think Biden is a, he's a good president or not? Because really at this point, you cannot really know. So, but my thoughts on the whole immigration thing, I think immigrants should be allowed in the country. But hear me out. There are certain conditions. You know, if countries could really um, uh, do the administration of the whole process, I think the whole immigration process could be really smooth for a lot of people. They don't have to, you know, uh, you know, jump the border, do it illegally and all of that. So think about this. So, okay, in a country, a, 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 a country that's a first world country like the USA, they can actually control immigration in the most perfect way. The trick in psychology that I learned, like I, I, was, I read a book on psychology. Okay, I'm not a psychologist or anything. But for people to actually think they're being accepted, you have to set a bar for them. You have to set the rules for them. For example, if you're having immigration in a certain country, in a, an immigration problem, just tell the immigrants, okay, guys, like you're more than welcome to come inside the country. But every immigrant needs to be documented. So if we doc document everyone, everyone will reveal themselves, you see. And then when they reveal themselves, then we can be able to know how many people are actually coming into the country, who are the criminals. Uh, you know, uh, if in, even if they do a crime, we actually know who they are. We actually track where they live. Because if you say, oh, no, immigration, we don't even want it at all then it creates the problem whereby you don't even know how many people are in the country. Because when you do a census, everyone will hide. They won't even tell you how many people are living in the house because some of them aren't documented. So actually, you must allow everyone to come in and become documented. And they must go through the whole process of the immigration process. Because at the end of the day, if you're, it's a first world country, people will come in. You can never really stop that. And you know what's the funny thing? Uh, Americans... Um, America's immigration policy has changed so much and it has has actually, um, I'd say, enabled people to actually come in and stay inside the country. Because in the 1980s, immigrants, when they came in, because there were not that many laws, they wouldn't stay that long. Because now what happens is, if you're an immigrant, right, you go inside the country and then they you get caught and they said, oh, okay, you are caught, you need to go back to your country. If you want to actually uh, apply for a visa or uh, a way to be a permanent resident, you actually need to do the whole processing while you are back at your country. So what would make a person think about going to the immigration office and actually letting them know that they're in the country? So a person would be like, okay, I'm in. Okay, let me just stay. Because, like, let's take, for example, they have a visa. It says that they must stay for, like, a month. Once they get here, the, the life is good. They get to America, the life is good. It's really nice. They have a couple of friends. They have family and all of that. That person won't want to go back. Don't go back. Because they know once they go into the immigration office, they will probably turn them back home. And then they will process their paperwork while they're back home, which could take months or even years. Now you have immigrants that are staying in America and they don't even want to go home because they know what will happen if they actually notify the authorities about the whole thing. 
So you have like a paradox that they thought they were fixing the whole process by uh, turning back immigrants and actually doing their whole paperwork while they are back home. And obviously, if their paperwork doesn't work out, they can notify them that, oh, oh sorry, we can't uh, let you inside the country and all of that. And the person will stay where they actually live. But now people are just coming in and staying and not, not going back home. So you have a major problem. So my suggestion, my thought is, if every, every immigrant that comes in, you actually document them and actually give them a chance. For example, if they come in, they actually get processed and they actually check everything. If Sorry about that. It's if, actually if they have every document then they can come in. You should process them as quick as possible so that if maybe they have a criminal record at their home country, they can be sent back. If they are cool, they can come in. And just encourage people to actually immigrate into your country, but legally, you know. If you have all these laws that will actually discourage people from coming inside the country, uh, that will actually not stop them because they will come in illegally. So one way or the other, uh, whatever you're trying to do, it will actually fail. I mean, the immigration policies in America have actually made immigration a lot worse. Like, how does that even happen? At, at a point, they just let people come in and they do, they could come in. They, the process was easy. So a lot of people would actually notify the authorities of what's really happening. So if you make the process extremely hard for people to actually get... Um, uh, citizenship and all of that. I mean, even if right now you are born in America, it would be very difficult for you to get citizenship. Even if you are married to someone in America, it would be very difficult for you to get citizenship. So you, already you're like, oh, okay, let, let me just live here illegally. <laughs> if, they, if they arrest me, they'll arrest me. What the hell, man? Let, let me just make money because we all want prosperity, you know? Uh, the worst thing is that uh, immigrants in each country, they're hated on. Like, Everybody hates immigrants. Let me say almost everyone. Most people that are smart, they actually realize that immigrants are actually a good thing to some extent. If you actually control it, there's some good people, some good people who just want a better life for their kids in most cases. A person would, wouldn't just immigrate uh, in most uh, instances just to, you know, keep people at a certain country. Uh, you wouldn't come out all the way from Haiti to America just to cause problems. If you want to be a criminal, you can be a criminal anywhere. So in most cases, immigrants that come into a certain country, their intentions are good. They just want to work hard. So the simple way to actually make immigration a lot simple for people, just let them in. They'll just document, uh, you'll just document them and make sure that everything is right. And the hate that people have for immigrants is really disgusting. Disgusting. Because even in South Africa, there was um, some xenophobic attacks. I mean, they were literally burning people with tires. Like, they would put a tire around your neck, pour petrol, and just burn you. Like, it, it was so bad. They were killing everyone. If they would just meet up with you on the street and they'll say, which language do you speak? Are you a foreigner? And they'll beat you up or kill you or stab you or whatever. It, it was so bad. It was like literally pandemonium <laughs> up in here. Like a lot of people, especially some of the people that I know uh, who are immigrants or foreigners, uh, they would just be sitting around in their homes with weapons because it was that bad. You wouldn't believe it <laughs> as I'm telling you right now. It was pretty bad. They hate, they had, had 
for immigrants. It was so bad. A lot of them died. And you know what's the worst thing? In South Africa, most people are not originally from South Africa. At some point, they came from somewhere. Uh, the Sutu people came from the Sutu. Botswana people came from Botswana. Now, it became like that. It evolved to something very, very bad. Okay, it was bad from the start. Like killing a person just because they're an immigrant is really bad in itself. So now a lot of South Africans also got murdered because they'll be like, oh, you're speaking Swana. No, you're not, you're not from here. You're from Botswana. You must go back. I'm like, Dude, I don't even know where I'm from in Botswana. My family has been here for hundreds of years. <laughs> so, man, it was really bad. They were burning people. They were killing people. Now, it's still bad to this day because now there are Somalians. So the Somalis, uh, they've opened a couple of shops. So you'd find some South Africans looting the shop. They're like, ah, you don't belong here. Uh, we're taking all your possessions. We're taking all your fridges, your food, everything. But that one, I can say it's more of like uh, criminal activity because they know once uh, they become all xenophobic and stuff, they will probably go to the Somalians and take their food, you know, because people be hungry out here. It's the pandemic. But anyways, they will do all of that. But now I could say things are better. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. So it's pretty terrible because even in Europe, uh, they have this thing that uh, immigrants are criminals. Because uh, there was that girl, I think in Germany, uh, she was murdered and raped by um, an immigrant. Now, it's one story out of how many stories? Because each and every culture has criminals. I know people who get angry, ah, because it's an immigrant, that person was not supposed to be in the country in the first place. But as I'm saying, that each and every person, their intentions at the end of the day, when they go out of their country, where pe they have people they know, they have their home and all of that. Do you know how difficult that must be like to do that? So obviously that person uh, thought they didn't have a choice to do that. You get what I mean? So as I was speaking, the solution to the immigration problem is it's pretty simple. Okay, I'll, I'll do an example of South Africa for an example. If uh, we allow immigrants to come in, we should allow immigrants that are educated, that are, you know, have careers, they have money and all of that, which at the end of the day, they could contribute into the country. So what you do is, uh, if an immigrant comes in, you're like, oh, you're more than welcome, you can come in, but make sure that you are educated, uh, you know, uh, you have everything in order, you have your paperwork, and then we'll accept you in the country, and you can actually contribute into the country, because Funny enough, immigrants that come in, they hustle more than the locals. <laughs> Have you ever noticed? In most cases, if you go out of your country and go into another country, you don't know anyone, you don't, you don't care whether they're judging you or not, dude, like you can work literally anywhere to make sure that your family is being fed. You don't care who thinks what or whatever, so you'll probably hustle more than the average person. You'll hustle whatever means necessary so that's why you find people who actually immigrate to other countries when they get there they actually do better than other people <laughs> just the way it is it's a psychological problem even in america immigrants that go there they'll probably do better than the locals because when you're local when you're living in a certain country you know that if you're stranded you'll probably go to your uncle your aunt or whoever to actually help you but it, 
if you immigrate to another country, you have no one. You are the only person you can rely on. So you'll actually work harder than you should. You'll put in the effort. You'll do the overtime. There's no time to rest. You actually need to hustle because once you don't have money, what will happen to you? You have to go back home. And you don't even have money to go back home. You'll probably be homeless because you literally don't know anyone in that country. You'll actually work hard. Okay? So, but I have to actually speak on the drawbacks of immigration. Um, the whole cultural thing, I, I think it has some uh, credence to it. it. It does have some credibility because once uh, another culture comes in and another culture, let's take five cultures come into the country and they actually overpopulate that country and there's more of them. And maybe uh, in, in England, for example, and even in Paris, uh, there are a lot of uh, mosques there. There are a lot of, uh, you know, Muslims and all of that. And you could say as a, an American person, the place is unrecognizable. It will change your culture. But at the same time, that culture might be changed by, for, for a single generation. Because funny enough, the kids of the migrants or immigrants, when they come into the country, they actually want to assimilate and actually do things that, their, their fellow countrymen are doing because they actually want to be seen as or recognized as a local. No one wants to go into a country and be seen as a foreigner. Like even if they are, they want to actually assimilate and actually, uh, you know, be of that culture, do the things that the, that culture actually does. The only difference is the Muslims uh, in England Obviously, they'll practice their religion. I think that freedom is clear. Everyone has the freedom to practice their own religion. We cannot really stop people from doing that. But the reason in most cases that Muslims or even Chinese or Haitians or whatever, they don't actually assimilate is because other people, ordinary people, they won't make it simple for them to assimilate. Once you find out the person is Haitian, or obviously you can see that the person is Muslim. You're like, ah, oh, it's a Muslim. Ah, they don't really uh, align to what I'm doing. They're not part of our culture. They won't understand. So you automatically have a bias. That person will be like, oh, I'm not being accepted. I'd rather stick to my own kind. My own kind will actually understand. And that's what happens with mostly Chinese uh, people in America. Like they will stick to their own. They will have Chinatown and all of that. Okay, that they, they thought about it, that because they're not being accepted, let's rather stick to our own. Let's stick to the people. Because if those Chinese people, they were being accepted. So remember the whole Jetli uh, thing. I mean, Chinese people, it was so bad in America that they couldn't even tell people their real names. When they would tell the, the people their own names, They'd be like, nah, man, I'll, I'll call you Jakey, like Jackie Chen. Like, that sounds more simple, and Jackie Chen is not really Jackie Chen. <laughs> he has his own name, okay? I forgot what his name is. And uh, Jet Li as well, that's not really his name. But because Americans wanted to um, be able to pronounce their names better, obviously they gave them those fake names, especially for movies. And that's the sad reality of it. Even uh, other Chinese immigrants, when they go into America, they have a white name. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Why can't we accept them for who they are? Why can't they have their own names? If you can't pronounce the name, they, maybe they can shorten it for you to actually understand what their name is. And 
most Chinese names, they're not really that difficult. <laughs> they're not really that difficult. They're not like African names. Um, you know, there's an African name, like uh, most people wouldn't even really pronounce those names. Like, like, like what the hell am <laughs> I supposed to pronounce that? So, other Chinese names, they're not really that difficult to pronounce. Some of them, they are, but most of them, majority of them, they're simple to pronounce. So, they try to assimilate, but they actually can't. And the first generation, obviously, the elders, though, they don't want to assimilate. Some of them, they can't even speak English. But these things take time. The first generation, the elders, they won't want to assimilate. But the older guys, I mean, the, the younger generation, you know, they live in that environment. They go to the schools around the area. So they'll actually want to assimilate. So, but... um. Yeah, that's the whole thing, man. I just wanted to put put this out. I, I know I'm a bit late on the whole immigration issue, the whole Haitian immigration uh, problem, but I just wanted to tell you about it. Um, yeah, man. So, yeah, man, I have to love you and leave you for now. Um, and, and thanks for the new followers. You know, I keep on getting followers. Really appreciate it, man. Just bringing you the content, my thoughts. Uh, as I said, these are just my thoughts. Don't think about this as a podcast. You know, just think about it. Of, oh, this guy has some thoughts. He wants to talk. Let's just listen to him. Uh, so, man, yeah. I just, just like. And, guys, uh, also on Spotify. Please go to on Spotify. Uh, follow me there. Let's get the ball rolling. Also, follow me on every, okay, social media. Uh, not on Facebook. <laughs> follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm gonna be active. I'm going to be active from now on, and trying to give you the content as soon as uh y'all guys. I know that oh you're actually checking out my pages and all of that. I'll start being active because you know man, social media will mess up your mind. <laughs> I, I'd rather do it for y'all. I, I'd rather do it for you guys and be there and you know we'll be talking and all of that. But for, for other people, they wouldn't understand. You understand how I think. I think that would be better if I'm actually expressing myself on social media. If you guys are there, you're actually talking to me, engaging with me on Twitter, Instagram, Lulu Anderson. Also, if you have some thoughts, uh, suggestions and all of that, it's lulamanderson at gmail.com. You can contact me there and, you know, you can have suggestions for the show on how I can do it, some other formats. Because really, I'm just doing this, you know, taking my thoughts out there. And as I promised you, I said I'll change the thumbnails or the profile picture <laughs> and make sure that it's something really nice. I did that for you all. So, so, for you all. So, so that when you see the picture, it's, you don't even really get that cringe, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, for now, I have to love you and leave you. Enjoy your day. Uh, I'm going to upload the second podcast uh, in a couple of minutes. So yeah, you can have a listen and yeah, let's have fun.